Have you ever stood in front of a canvas, brush in hand, palette full of vibrant colors, and wondered, where do I even start? <laughs> the age-old paradox of the blank canvas. I mean, think about it. It can be both exhilarating and yet paralyzing at the same time. Close your eyes. Let's do this together. Imagine you're in a famous art museum, right? They've given it to you for the day. It's all yours. And in front of you, you have this blank canvas, but you're surrounded by the most beautiful, stunning works of art in history ever made, right? And so you have this blank canvas in front of you, you have this space, and you have the choice to paint it whatever colors you want to use. What do you do? It, it's interesting, actually, if you think about color. The earliest pigments used in art were actually made from organic materials, like plants and minerals and such. Artists from ancient times, they would grind these into powders, and then they would mix them with various oils or water, and voila, a color was born. <laughs> and here I am usually just reaching for the box of crayons and just saying, oh, I'll take this color. But each color has a story. Each color has an origin, right? There's something behind it, much like the feelings and emotions that course through our veins. It's pretty fascinating to think about it, right? The way we feel can be so easily related to something as basic yet as intricate as a color. Now, what if I told you that the canvas in front of you is not just a piece of cloth, but it's a metaphor for the landscape of your emotions. And that brush, the brush that's in your hand, it's your thoughts, it's your actions, it's how you choose to interact with the world and yourself. And this palette, this wheel of color, that's the most intriguing part, in my opinion, because that's your emotional spectrum, the rich, varied, sometimes messy range of feelings that make you, well, that make you, you. Today, we're gonna paint. And not with watercolors, not with chalk, and not even with crayons. But we're going to paint with our emotions. And guess what? It is stunning. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's comment down in three, two, one. Imagine for a moment that each emotion you experience is a specific color. Blues for sadness, perhaps. Reds for passion and love. Yellow for joy. Green for envy, so on and so forth. Now, just as an artist mixes primary colors to create an entire spectrum, we too mix our basic emotions to experience a plethora of our feelings. What happens when you blend happiness with a smidge of nostalgia? Well, you get that golden amber of contentment. Perhaps a shade that we might call memory-laced joy. Or what happens when you swirl some excitement into a pot of nervousness? Ah, I have a name for that one. 
That's the orange hue of anticipation. I mean, it's pretty incredible how one primary emotion can bleed into another, right? Have you ever thought about how emotions, how they mix and how they how they interact with each other, right? Creating something completely new, yet equally genuine. Have you ever stopped to consider what your emotional color palette actually looks like? Do you have more cooler tones or are they warmer? Are there colors you gravitate towards more or less? Are there emotions you find yourself feeling on a regular basis? You see, just as with painting, balance is key. Too much of one color and you risk losing the intricate nuances of the portrait that you're painting. And yes, balance, easier said than done, right? So it's like, how do we find it? How do we find this balance? How do we even recognize if we're using too much of one color or not enough? Well, the first step, like an artist appraising their palette, is to recognize and to actually validate every emotion that you hold. This is really hard, right? Sometimes we don't want to do this. But you ever noticed how dismissing an emotion, say masking your sadness with like forced laughter, how this just feels like you're ignoring a vital color? You end up with a painting that seems incomplete or worse, dishonest. Yet when you apply mindfulness, your emotional palette, like when you actually stop and you think about it, something extraordinary happens. You become the conscious artist of your inner world. Think about that. You take a step back, you assess this big picture, this canvas that's in front of you in this art museum, and you choose the right mixture of colors to accurately represent who you are, your authentic self. What shades of emotion make up your life's most stunning sunsets or your most tranquil mornings? But how you decide what emotion to paint with, right? Which one do you pick? As you guys know, I love Thich Nhat Hanh, and he beautifully illustrates this with his mindfulness teachings. Being present in the emotion feeling its texture, its hue, it helps you understand whether it serves your painting or if it disrupts it. I'm going to say that again. Each emotion has a texture to it, just like each color has a texture to it, right? And when you stop to notice this, when you are present in that emotional texture, you then begin to ask yourself, does this emotion, does this color serve this painting? Or is it getting in the way? Is it disrupting the beauty behind it? Now, think about the colors that are lacking or maybe are excessively dominating your emotional canvas. Are there shades that you've neglected? Emotions you haven't allowed yourself to feel? Or perhaps you're overwhelmed by a single hue, a single color. Say the, the bruising blue of sadness or the, the angerness of red. What might your masterpiece look like if you allowed other colors 
other emotions to blend in. If your canvas is predominantly blue with sorrow, what happens when you introduce strokes of yellow? Moments of simple joy, like reading a book or talking to a friend or watching a sunset or just sitting in a chair on the porch, gazing off into whatever's in front of you. Could the green amongst the trees be the color of hope or of growth? Conversely, if your canvas is aflame with the red of constant hustle, the ambition, the bustle, and the stress, what would happen if you introduced shades of violet or teal, right? The colors of calm or restfulness. See, it's mixing these emotions, much like mixing colors. It's subtle and it's, it's delicate and it's tricky. But have you ever wondered why certain combinations create discord while others bring in harmony? Like contrasting colors in art, contrasting emotions create a dynamic tension. Anxiety contrasted with excitement produces this electrifying orange, a hue that can either invigorate or exhaust you. Which one does it do for you? And how do you find that precise balance? But life isn't just about bold strokes and primary colors. It's about the nuances. It's about the colors you have to search for, the ones that aren't in that small box of crayons, right? The ones that you seek after. And then one in particular I haven't even mentioned yet. What about the white spaces? What about those empty moments, those empty emotions? Those are your moments of pause, those contemplation, maybe even just a moment of silence. How often do you attend to those spaces? How do you balance between the filled and the unfilled, the, the colored and the blank spaces on your canvas? One of my favorite painters, artists, is Piet Mandarin, and he does this so incredibly well to where the space, the emptiness, is actually the focal point of his pieces. And it's stunning. How often do you tend to the spaces in your canvas? Now, I want to pause here for a second. Speaking of white spaces and, and pausing, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And it just makes me so proud to say that because they're incredible. But there are times in our lives when we could use some guidance, some additional perspectives to help us paint this emotional canvas that we stare at. When you're in front of that blank canvas, not sure which colors to dip your brush into, a trained professional can help you understand your palette better. If you're grappling with decisions around career or relationships or anything else, therapy is a great space to explore. It allows you to be more intentional with your choices, your, your actions, and yes, even your emotional coloring. And BetterHelp is entirely online. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's designed to suit your schedule when you want to paint. You just fill out a few questions, and then you're matched with a licensed therapist. If you don't like the match, it's all right. 
you can change the canvas, you can switch therapists at no extra charge. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash calm it to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash comet, C-A-L-M-I-T. Now, returning to our canvas, let's think about those white spaces that I mentioned earlier. They are as crucial to a painting as moments of pause are crucial to life. What are those white spaces teaching you? Are they opportunities for growth? Are they chances for you to take a breath and catch yourself? Or are those spaces indicators that something is missing or that you're missing out on something that should be there? Think of it this way. To truly master the art of painting, your emotional world, one must always become adept at using the white space, those gaps, those pauses, between strokes, between emotions. These are your moments of emotional rest, where you step back to appreciate the artwork so far and decide what comes next. Well, if anything at all, sometimes it's just an opportunity to breathe, to question, and to reflect. So let me ask you, what are the white spaces in your emotional life? As we draw the shades on today's discussion, and no, I don't mean the 50 gray ones, I want to circle back to where we started. If you are in a safe place, you can close your eyes. Do you remember that canvas in front of you? The palette of emotions at your disposal right there in your hand, and then the brush that's stroked by your thoughts and actions. Each day is a new opportunity to paint to feel, to, to live, and each emotion, no matter its color, no matter its hue, it's a color worth painting. We often forget the importance of being our own artist, of having the autonomy to choose the colors that will define our days, our years, and ultimately, yeah, our lives. And in that beautiful, messy, chaotic art studio that is your heart, I want you to always remember to use every color at your disposal. Every color. Try it. Try colors you've never used before. Try ones you've never even seen before. Because like your canvas, life is a work in progress. It's a masterpiece in the making, and your emotional palette is as vast and as rich as you allow it to be. But also keep in mind your emotional palette can sometimes be as shallow and as dull as you allow it to be. So today, what are you going to paint? Which colors, which emotions will you choose to make your masterpiece complete? Take the brush, dip it into your soul, and let your emotional hues flow onto the canvas of your life. In the words of the famous Pablo Picasso, he once said, the purpose of art is washing the dust of daily life off of our souls. Oh, I just love that. Your emotions, your colors, they are the art of your existence. 
Now, one last thing, your emotional canvas is ever evolving. I'm going to say that again, because it's really important. Your emotional canvas is ever evolving. You're not stuck with the first draft, right? Did you hear that? You are not stuck with that one canvas. Is that not the most liberating thing you've ever heard? Every moment presents a new opportunity to pick up that brush and adjust your strokes. Blend in a new color and even start anew. It's okay. And with that vibrant thought, I want to close the lid on our palettes for today. I want to wash our brushes and look forward to the next blank canvas, the next emotional landscape awaiting your artistic touch. I'm Chad Lawson, wishing you all the hues of happiness, peace, and self-love. Thank you for joining me on this colorful journey of emotional discovery. Stay true, stay you, and until next time, be kind to your mind. To find more episodes of Calm It Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature. But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this and future podcasts in aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CalmItDownPodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.